Welcome to the Public Health Networker, the official podcast of the Public Health Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. In this podcast, we speak to professionals about public health in community, global, and environmental health settings. We talk about mentorship. We talk about how to develop public health professionals and podcasters. And we address some of the major crucial issues of our day as it affects environmental community and global health. And so join us along this journey as we speak about creative solutions and partnerships so that we can proactively make a change for public health. We are pleased to present our partner, the HPP Podcast. The HPP Podcast offers context and new perspectives drawn from articles published in the Health Promotion Practice Journal. The podcast and journal are dedicated to the art and science of health promotion with the broader goals of health equity and social justice. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of the Public Health Networker podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about epidemiology and some of the things that um, someone working in the field of epi epidemiology would be doing, and then also what some of the career workforce challenges and needs are at the moment as we've seen them at this time. So today, we're speaking with Raul Figueroa. He is an epidemiologist at LA County Public Health in Los Angeles in Southern California. Welcome, Raul. Hi, April. Happy to be on. Excited about being on the podcast. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Maybe, um, you know, what you look forward to doing after the pandemic, uh, maybe some <laughs> vacation um, that you plan on going to one day. Yeah, well, um, number one, I'll talk a little bit about my background. Um, I'm an epidemiologist at LA County Department of Public Health. I currently work on the food safety team. Uh, and that's on the ACDC program, and that stands for Acute Communicable Disease Control. So in summary, it's just infectious diseases. And so um, that's what I do uh, right now as an epidemiologist. In terms of traveling, <laughs> I just came from the Netherlands. I went to visit um, two of my sisters out there. And um, it was a really, it was really nice to get out. It had been, you know, over two years since I've really gone out and been outside of the bubble that we're all living in mm -hmm. um but yeah that was really that was really really nice awesome i'm glad you got a chance to see your sisters i know uh, travel has been a challenge for a lot of people over the past couple years so that's good that you got a chance to see them so uh today thank you so much for joining us again today and you know thanks so much for being available to collaborate with us over the coming months ahead and uh you know we're fellow LA County people. I did five years of county time and uh, also worked in public <laughs> health, right? Um, I wasn't an epidemiologist, but I was a research analyst. So I was there um, in SAPSI, Substance Abuse Prevention and Control back in uh, 2011. Um, so you yeah. Like a sentence. You made it sound like you were, there was like a jail sentence, April. <laughs> no. <laughs> But no, you get your like county pin, you know, like it's yeah. just like the number of years is really yes. a big thing for people, right? I, yeah. I didn't work enough years to get a county pin, but that's okay, you know? 
And so, no, I mean, five years, I, I think the year, definitely not a jail sentence. I enjoyed working <laughs> for the county for public health. Um, I had a wonderful boss, wonderful supervisor. And, you know, culturally we say like, everything depends on your supervisor. And that's like the culture of uh, county work, um, whether you have a great experience or not, whether you're able to do a lot of career development or not, um, do things for the community, whatever, you know, the variety and scope of your work really depends on your supervisor, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, tell us a little bit about epidemiology. Tell us maybe a little bit more about the work that you do in acute communicable disease control. And um, yeah, let's start there. Right. So if I were to summarize an epidemiologist in just the easiest terms, I would say epidemiologist is a disease detective. It doesn't always have to be just diseases as we may think about them, right? It's just infectious stuff. But in general, it has to do with uh, investigating, understanding um, health outcomes in a population. So the you know, the definition of epidemiology, I have it open right here, just so I could just say it. So it's the study of the origin and causes of diseases, uh, injuries or health inequities in a, com- in a community or population. Mm-hmm. So that in a nutshell kind of summarizes epidemiology, but also you think about that's it, like, that's a lot, right? There's just a lot of different nuances that you could do with epidemiology, which is something I, you know, I wanna touch on upon uh, as we progress into the talk today of what you could do with epidemiology, just in case anyone has questions about where you could take your career in the field of epi. Um, But in a nutshell, that's what it is. Epi is looking to gather information, understand the population, understand things that are affecting those particularly groups, the community or population, could be as big as a country or region, and get that insight to um, provide guidance for measures um, to mitigate and reduce disease incidence and prevalence and improve um, health outcomes in a population. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And you know, I think you have a lot of information to share with people about <laughs> epidemiology. And right. um, we'll talk a little bit more about that um, and the event that we have coming up soon as well mm-hmm. as it relates to epidemiology and, and the information that you can share with people. So Tell us a little bit more about why epidemiology is important. So why do we need to know about, um, you know, the, the scope and the source of data and, and um, you know, all about these different disease uh, incidents and prevalences? Absolutely. Um, overall, just to, to sum it up as, as easy as possible, uh, the goal of, of public health and for, you know, for this purpose as epidemiology is to get to the root of health problems in a community and just try to really understand what is going on. Once we have that information, we have information, uh, that data allows us to make some decisions or allows policymakers to make decisions, allows um, public health professionals in the health education sector to educate the public about how to um, mitigate these um maladies that people may be experiencing. And so in a nutshell, the role of epidemiology in public health is disease surveillance, one. Uh, Another one is uh, outbreak investigations. Um, And also uh, just as important is uh, observational studies. Mm -hmm. And the whole purpose is to identify risk factors, right? Mm -hmm. And the knowledge of these risk factors directs uh, research investigations and the implementation of some sort of control measures for us to to utilize. So that's 
epi of why, you know, in the tech, technical sense of what epidemiology and why is it important? I think that's a very interesting question, right? There's a few things about it. Obviously, what I mentioned before with the methods of control, uh, factors uh, to trying to understand why people get sick and why people have certain things going on with them. It could be something along the lines of gun violence, trying to understand uh, what's associated with that. Is there behaviors? Are there certain laws that are involved with it? Um, just trying to understand the nuances of all these different things. And that's where data is, is important, right? We live in an age where um, data is knowledge and, and power, right? And so epidemiology, that's, that's very much true with, with the field of epi as well. Um, the more data we have, the more we're able to make impacts in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. And so, I mean, I'd like to hear a little bit more about the work that you do at the county. But um, yeah, I think epidemiology is a really interesting field. I know my paycheck used to come from epidemiology. I used to say that on there and I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I did not know what epidemiology was. I was working in public health, but I came from a public administration background. So I was hired to do strategic planning and do research on policy. So, I mean, you know, I do wanna put it out there, of course, that public health involves many other sectors as well beyond like there's epidemiology, it's <laughs> epidemiology as one um, great part of public health, but then there's also other components of what makes up public health as well. But um, yeah, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like epidermis or something, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, I wish like if we had a broader conversation about it in society and in culture, we would understand it's really simply the study of epidemics, right? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, if we look at something like Jon Snow, right, I think we often right. use that as a uh, founding story of what public health is and what epidemiology is, where, um, you know, we have GIS, we were able to map uh, the location of where people um, contracted an illness. And, um, you know, so there's like that part that, you know, over time, I've had the opportunity to learn through GIS, which is has been a great uh, opportunity. But um, yeah, and then also some of the diseases. I'm curious to hear just at the county, um, you know, just even in the most recent uh, several right. years, what types of conditions people have been observing or studying uh, at the county level? I know, um, you know, we often talk about chronic disease. And mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we were hearing a lot as a student even later on was chronic disease was often just like type two diabetes, obesity and um, hypertension. Those mm -hmm. seem to be like the major, like this is chronic disease, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's, you know, just having my own now chronic disease, I found that there was a whole other, whole ton of other types Absolutely. of uh, diseases. But yeah, I'm curious to hear what types of things uh, the county has been uh, looking yeah. at. For instance, uh, for my job uh, as on the food safety team, uh, it's been, it's fun. It's a fun job. I get to do outbreak investigations uh, and anything that's involved with food. So it, let's say you and your friends go out, you know, it's a group of you, it's about five or seven of us, let's just put a number like that. And you guys go out to eat at a restaurant and you guys notice a day or two later that you're all showing similar symptoms, right? You guys live in different households. That's where I would come in and I do, you guys would submit a report, you submit it to LA County or call in and say like, hey, we got sick after eating at this place. This is the restaurant. 
I come in and I start doing my investigation there. So I try to figure out if there was indeed something tied to the food. So the food might have been the source of the infection or of the illness. And then uh, I try to pinpoint what food source that could have been. And if there was uh, potentially it was a, an ill food worker or um, it, maybe there's some other kind of pathogen that's going on in the community. So for me, it's really, really trying to figure out just doing a, just a, you know, basic epi uh, investigation. So that's really the fun stuff about mm -hmm. it. I really get to be kind of like Jon Snow, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just me being a, a, for lack of a better term, a data nerd every day, you know, just to type in numbers and looking at data sheets, I get to do some little investigation. And that's been really, really fun. And I've learned a lot of just how to communicate with people, what people know about epidemiology, what, what they don't know about epidemiology, as you touched on before. <laughs> I, I was kind of on the same boat as, as you. I didn't know what epidemiology was, you know, really before I started to get my MPH. I kind of fell into epidemiology. I was in the field of disease ecology, which is really similar, yeah. but um, it works with different populations, right? Disease ecology is more wildlife-based interactions between pathogens and, and, and the host and the environment. And epidemiology is, is focusing more on human populations mm -hmm. and with that same triad going on there. And so um, I really fell into epidemiology and I realized this is exactly what I've always wanted to do. I just didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I discovered a secret when I fell into public health. And I think a lot of public health professionals feel that way, right? When right. we go to these big conferences, we always feel like, oh, you discovered public health too. How did you discover public health? That's right. almost always one of the questions that you ask when you first meet. And so I feel really grateful to have, uh, you know, quote unquote, fallen into this profession and, and discovered epidemiology because it really fits in and speaks to me on so many levels and in the levels of just overall global um, uh, interest, right? I just have a, a strong interest in global uh, travel and understanding, learning new cultures and diseases and different types of, of health outcomes play a role in that, right? We now live in a really, what's the word that I'm looking for? I guess the globalized world, right? Mm -hmm. And so trade and, and, and travel are, a Part of everyone's daily occurrence right everyone travels in in, in all, all the time and so now we kind of live in a world without borders and so epidemiology you know touches a little bit about that that i like it also is um it takes into account political social and also scientific factors right mm -hmm. right i like uh -huh. that field of uh, social epidemiology as well that's something i only heard of like a few years ago and that's really what makes it a unique science. And um, we could touch a little bit about how some people debate whether it's a science or not. We could, we'll talk about that afterwards. But it really is a unique science in that it, in, it encompasses understanding how political, social, and scientific factors intersect mm -hmm. to exacerbate certain risk in population, whether that be disease or some other kind of health inequities or social injustices. And so it's really that intersection that really attracted me to the field of, of public health. It just felt, and epidemiology, it just felt like this was the place I belong because it just touched everything. It even has a little bit of hint of journalism that some people even argue, right? Mm -hmm. You get this data, you gather, and you can report it. And you're often at the, at the forefront of saying, hey, this is an issue. You know, um, the numbers suggest this. And so I find that as a very powerful tool and uh, something that very much attracted me to epidemiology. Mm, that's great. 
So I think some of the things you mentioned, um, I'd like to talk a little bit more about. It's great to hear that epidemiology has all this capability, right? It can do so many things. You can um, report and you can work with data. You can um, look at social uh, determinants. You can observe different um, measures about the culture and society through health data. But I like to get a little bit, I guess the word like meta as it relates to public health. And, you know, sometimes I think public health needs to look at itself, right? And I think this is something that the Public Health Podcast Network is also really about. It's because there's some, some things that public health has been able to do well, but then there are things that public health is not able to do yet, right? And so one of those things has to do with maybe like the social or the uh, demographic component of epidemiologists within public health. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, you're in Los Angeles. This is one of the most diverse cities in the world. Mm -hmm. um, please tell us, like, if you're looking at epidemiologists in the workforce, you're looking at people in public health, um, what have you seen? Yeah, I mean, that's a fantastic point. Um, absolutely, is an epidemiologist at LA County, at least on in the program that I'm in, which is ACDC, right? I'm working more with infectious diseases. Um, there is certainly a lack of, of representation in, in, in the field, right? And I think a little bit, it, it really comes down to LA County. We have a huge Hispanic population, Latinx population. Mm -hmm. And in uh, the workforce, at least in my, my, my program, there doesn't seem to be that many uh, Latinx folks there and Spanish speakers. And so I think that's um, often allowed me to partake in a lot of different investigations, whether it in things that I'm not necessarily always, uh, you know, in my job description, right? So like, for instance, a hepatitis A outbreak, uh, there's Spanish speakers, I, I go ahead and, and, and do a little bit of investigation, do a little sleuthing, try to find out some more details or just as simple as informing them about their exposure to uh, potentially to hepatitis A or something of the sort. But there is definitely a lack of individuals of, of diversity in public health in general um, that is was a little bit striking to me. Um, again, it's given me a lot of experience. Um, I'm someone, I'm almost like a kind of a go-to at times when they need a Spanish speaker. I've done some COVID-19 stuff, right? Where I'm I hope you get the bilingual bonus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to sign up for that. Okay, yeah. do. I'm Make sure you do, do that for a long yeah. time. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, it's great. It's great it's great experience, but at at the end of the day, it's uh it's a little concerning because we need we need more folks who connect with our population. And this kind of ties into something else that I think we really wanted to touch on as as well is that our role as public health professionals in communicating with the public, right? with the community. Uh, it seems that we rely on others and we kind of exonerate ourselves of having that responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I really want to help uh, be part of changing. And that's why I'm really, I was really excited to be part of your podcast. And I'm really excited about the things that you're doing because you're really, that's exactly what you're doing. You're empowering communities to be able to use their voices and utilize the voices because we have so many wonderful hearts and people that are in public health that could really make a difference. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I think we just were not really trained or taught or even believed that we could. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something that we, um, we absolutely need to change in terms of improve, improving diversity in the workforce, as well as um, amplifying our voices and not being afraid to speak for what we believe in. Right. Yeah. And so much of what you said also leads like to the story that I have to share. I mean, not mm-hmm. necessarily for this episode, but it kind of, I have to bring it up. Um, Los Angeles is like, you know, I have a love and not so much love relationship with <laughs> Los Angeles. I was born there. My parents met there. My mother is, you know, Asian. My father is Mexican American. And I mean, we're talking about diverse cultures that have been in the city for many, many decades. Yet, you know, when we look at the media in Hollywood and in Los Mm -hmm. Angeles, we see so very little about diversity and representation of what the city actually looks like. Absolutely. And so I think that's one of the foundational reasons why this uh, media, this public health podcast network was developed because we want to be able to give a voice to diverse perspectives and diverse representation. And then also as it relates to the public health workforce, as you were saying, we're not seeing that same um, representation, that same proportion of diversity and representation in the field. And so that's a lot of what's going on here as well. So cultivating the diverse workforce, as well as reaching out to so many community members and hearing Mm -hmm. about their health concerns. We've got some wonderful Um, environmental justice people in Los Angeles at the moment, great um, grassroots organizations, right? Mm -hmm. And we've got others who work in community clinics who are doing amazing community health work and being able to get that, get those voices out there however we can through uh, podcasting or other types of media is really what is the motivator to this. Absolutely. You know, and I think uh, COVID-19 has been a rude awakening for a, a, a lot of folks, right? And uh, and one of the things is uh, in public health, we need to be more outspoken Mm -hmm. in our professionals. Now, now we have a face, you know, Dr. Fauci, right? Um, Whether you you like him or not, he's kind of a face for public health. Mm -hmm. I I like him. I think he's 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 just fine. Pretty cool, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like him. And um, but now I think people actually know public health exists, right? So that's a first step. And now we got to educate folks on what the different aspects of public health are and, and what they do. And, and once they kind of figure, once we explain that to people, and now they're going to be able to say, oh, wow, this is important. This is something we need to invest much more in, mm-hmm. letting educating people on what epidemiology is, what public health professionals in, in health education and mental health do is a big step that I think we've been missing. Mm-hmm. And so once we, the, once the public knows the importance of it, uh, there's no turning back at that point. Now public health is part of a paradigm shift, which is, I think, starting to happen where uh, the community health comes first. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm really looking forward for us to really amplify this and really empower the community to be able to say, look, these are things that are going on in my community it's not fair that just because someone has a higher income that they have better health outcomes in their life. And so reducing those health inequities really starts with, I mean, well, it really is all the different branches of public health working together 
and them not being siloed from each other. Like uh, even though my profession is epidemiology, I don't just consider myself an epidemiologist. Um, I'm a public health professional, right? And so epidemiology is my training. It's my background. It's you know what I could bring to the table, understanding the data in certain ways and analyzing stuff. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's disseminating that information to the public and that leading to policy, Yeah. right? That is uh, the ultimate goal for me. I think uh, for others, perhaps that's not the, the goal. Um, but I do think there needs to be a shift from individuals just feeling so siloed and feeling like, oh, that's that's the epi people who do that. Oh, mm -hmm. that's just, you know, the health educators who take care of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's this and that. I think we really need to really work more together and, have, you know, bear some of the responsibility of communicating and establishing these connections with the community. Uh, from a fundamental um, basis right just as a on a human level a humanistic level because mm. of the just the urgency of where we are right now as it relates to the future of our planet even uh, being mm -hmm. able to inhabit a place and have you know normal or just you know good health outcomes mm -hmm. um, there's just so much that we need to really start doing and we do need to change the way we look at public health and mm -hmm. what people see uh, what they know about public health as well. So um, yeah, thank you so much. And I would just like to share, you know, if you maybe you could share a little bit about what we have planned in the coming at early next year. Um, you know, let our listeners know what is up ahead because we really enjoyed this conversation with you, uh, with your community. You know, we are all CSUN alum, right? Yeah. Um, and Tell us a little bit more about uh, what's ahead. If yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited. I think this is the beginning of a real fruitful uh, uh, relationship that we got going on with you, April, and the Public Health Broadcasting Network. Um, everything we talked about it, we're really putting into practice, right? Epidemiology, I like to think of it as an applied science, right? Mm -hmm. We put stuff into practice in. I think uh, not just coming on here and telling people, oh, we need to be more proactive in speaking. Uh, no, I think uh, it involves some training and involves some know-how of how to even get started. Where do you get started? Mm -hmm. And that's what the whole podcasting uh, uh, network is, is about, right? The Public mm -hmm. Health Podcast Network is really empowering the community to be able to, uh, to communicate with everyone that they need to or they want to mm -hmm. and, and discuss these issues with uh, the community. And um, learning how to do that is, is important. I know I need to learn some things. I want to learn some things. I don't know how to get some of the stuff off the ground that I, you know, have had in my head as ideas. Um, but I think this is where the opportunity comes up, right? And I think uh, in collaborating with you guys is going to be so incredible for people part of, of my network and also if, of other individuals networks who are maybe listening to this mm -hmm. um i'd love to have you guys reach out to me and uh do some mentoring as well that's another thing that we have down the pipe uh down the pike is uh doing a mentoring uh um some sort of mentoring session seminar where i'll be out there talking about um, epidemiology and how you get your foot into the door and what are some things that we're looking for in epidemiologists uh, we touched a little bit on it right we need some more diversity mm -hmm. in in epi and just diversity in public health, because that's how we become aware about how we become aware of, of issues that are going on in our communities. 
-hmm. individuals right. that represent us, right? That's right. Yeah. So at the it's all at the individual level. I think of this as a very much a grassroots endeavor. Mm -hmm. uh, so it really is about the strength of communities and the strength of the power of all it takes is a cell phone even and mm -hmm. you know a podcasting app. All it takes is a microphone and a phone and, and that's it. And anyone can share their public health message around the world. So there's mm -hmm. that. And also, um, yeah, definitely appreciate that you will be uh, joining us mm -hmm. early in the coming year to do this mentorship program. And I saw that you, um, this mentorship talk, and I saw that you were doing this. This is how I met you on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. where you were offering to mentor people. And I thought that was beautiful. I think it yeah. is so important that people are willing to reach out and really share the message of how we can improve the quality of life and the social determinants of health. So reaching out and um, being willing to mentor people in public health is, is, I mean, mentorship is everything really, you know, as it relates to career development and- Absolutely. And I think uh, part of this is us knowing that we need more folks that are like-minded and growing this, you know, this public health family that we have, we're all, it's it's crazy it's kind of a small world right when you go to these conferences and you meet yeah. it's kind of a small world like you would you'd be you'd be it's surprising now there's uh not as many people involved in the field as you think there would be and i think it's finding these like-handed people that really is number one it's wonderful for me i'm like ah people i can relate with people who feel very similar about society as i do right while keeping an open mind as well i'm not looking here to judge people for having different viewpoints i think that's 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 great everyone has their has their their what would be their prerogative to have their 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 opinions that's fantastic it's all about working together and finding out what someone prioritizes what others prioritize and how we can make that work together mm -hmm. and there's a few quotes that i wanted to mention uh, just to kind of highlight if you're a public health person. So perhaps someone is listening to this, they're really thinking, well, maybe a public health for me, maybe it's not, I'm not sure. But there's a few things that, uh, that I, I tend to think about that at least when I heard it, I was like, I think public health is more for me. And this is from someone coming from a science background, right? I did a little bit more on the science world before I got into public health. And one of the quotes is from Dr. Inder uh, M. Verma. She's the uh, editor-in-chief for PNAS. And uh, they, they said that we need to focus more on impact and less on impact factor, right? Mm -hmm. And so as scientists, I think a lot of times you're kind of pressured to publish. And this also kind of falls in a little bit with epidemiologists, not as much, but you're pressured to publish. And what got me into public health and epidemiologists, I was much more interested in impact than a number that's a tied to a certain journal, which is the impact factor for a journal, right? And so if that speaks to you, you, you might belong in public health. Also, if you think, you know, if you just generally love to help people, uh, I know that's a kind of cliche that people say a lot. I'm like, I just like helping people. If you, you know, deeply feel that way and that really brings you some, some level of joy, um, you, probably belong in public health on some form or fashion. And, um, you know, public health is kind of ubiquitous. We're all kind of play a role, whether we know it or not, but being in the public health workforce is what I'm speaking about. And that's my, my thing is to look for individuals, to inspire them and perhaps bring them into our public health um, family, because we need it. 
Mm, thank you so much. I really appreciate those two quotes and those two traits that you mentioned, the willingness to, or the interest in helping people. And then also the importance, understanding that importance of the impact versus <laughs> an impact factor in a publication. So thank you so much, Raul, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And I really look forward to our upcoming uh, workshop, upcoming event uh, on mentoring for epidemiology. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for having me, April. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Public Health Networker. For more information about the Public Health Podcast Network, visit us at publichealthpodcasters.com. You could also find us on Twitter at phpodcasters or on Instagram at publichealthpodcasters. Thank you.